Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the ColorCast Patriots super fan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to this Monday, September 13th, 2021 edition of the Dear Pats Nation News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on ColorCast. Don't forget that you can catch the show live Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the ColorCast app. If you're new to the Patriots News Desk, it's brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. We cover the New England Patriots in so many different ways. You can catch us over on YouTube for our fan-driven DPN live show where our audience has control of the content. We make video reports and and we just talk about everything New England Patriots. You can find us over on Newsbreak where we can get quick breakdowns of all the Patriots news. We got a Patreon page. You get exclusive content. And of course, I'm here on ColorCast doing the Patriots news desk. You can also find me here on Game Days calling the Patriots games right up until I call the Patriots winning Super Bowl 56. So make sure you turn into the alternative commentary on ColorCast. Thanks, everybody, who is listening live. Thanks, everybody, who downloaded the podcast. Thanks, everybody, who's listening to the replay on YouTube. Remember, if you want to see this live, you got to come over to ColorCast. If you're not listening on ColorCast, click the link in the description. You can download the app. Come over and see me. Listen, there was so much hype around the New England Patriots heading into their week one game against the Miami Dolphins. And after that heartbreaking loss last night, it just feels like a little bit of the momentum has sort of died across the fan base. But you know what? My takeaways from last night isn't all doom and gloom, guys. If I wanted to make this story about all my concerns surrounding the Patriots, I'd probably focus on the run defense, you know, but that's really where I kind of draw the line. The penalties and fumbles, you know, it isn't a trend that I expect to continue. Bill Belichick and his coaching staff, they're going to go over the film. They're going to point out everything the team did wrong. And they're going to find the solutions that they need to take care of because, you know what, it was just somewhat of a minor problem. Unfortunately, it turned into big issues during the game. Let's take a second to focus on everything that went right last night. Okay, look, besides that opening drive, when Mac Jones got confused, threw behind him, it turned into a fumble. Jones looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked poised. He looked in control. And I really had no issue with how we led the offense yesterday. But it wasn't just about Mac Jones, right? Because outside of Jones, yeah, Nelson Aguilar erased all the doubts that some people may have had about his reliability as a receiver. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, they made their mark on Sunday's game. And, you know, you could tell that they missed some time this offseason and that led to some lack of opportunity. But I think that we should expect them to get more and more comfortable as the season goes on. And then, you know, that running game was solid. I mean, New England has a potential 1,000-yard runner in Damian Harris. Pats Nation, let me talk to you for a second here. This season may not go as smoothly as some Patriot fans hope for, and I don't know, perhaps 
we may all have bought into that hype just a little bit too much. But with an eventual Stephon Gilmore return, it's not time to press that panic button just yet. Do not count this Patriots team out of the 2021 season. But even if the Patriots record turns out to be worse than maybe you thought, there's a lot of bright spots on this team. And those bright spots are going to be on the Patriots for a long, long, long time. All right, guys, I want to hit some of those headlines coming around from all sorts of different Patriots media outlets out there. Read you a little excerpts from a few articles, and I got a deep dive coming up here, and the deep dive is on Mac Jones. But the first one comes from my boy Thomas Corrente over at Fansided. Maybe I should more say friend of the show, Thomas Corrente. And he says, costly Damien Harris fumble spoils Mac Jones' debut. Because after all the hype heading into week one, the New England Patriots are now 0-1 after falling 17-16 to the Miami Dolphins. Rookie Mac Jones' impressive NFL debut was spoiled. The Patriots somehow lost the turnover battle to the Dolphins, and the dagger came with 3.30 left in the fourth quarter. The Patriots were fully in control until they weren't. Then the Dolphins managed a couple of first downs, and that was that. The game ended in an uneventful fashion after so much buildup. It was the young running back core that tipped the scales in this one. Rookie Ramondre Stevenson fumbled at midfield on the second drive of the game, and though the Dolphins didn't get any points out of it, it completely turned the field. It won't be easy to put these guys in the doghouse either because Belichick traded Sony Michelle to the Los Angeles Rams a few weeks ago, and these backs will have to learn from their mistakes and make it up in Week 2 against the New York Jets. We can't dismiss those penalties either. The Pats were flagged eight times for 84 yards. Simply cannot happen. Inexcusable errors that gifted Miami a victory. And oh boy, do I agree with my boy Thomas. They absolutely gifted Miami a victory. You know, I said it yesterday. The Connor said it as well. If you watch the live show on YouTube, we both said that the Patriots didn't lose that game. Or the, sorry, the Patriots lost that game, I should say. Miami didn't win it. It was in their hands. So many plays were called back because of penalties. The Patriots just found a way to keep shooting themselves in the foot. I did a story for Newsbreak today. It was my instant reaction to the game yesterday. And I just kept saying that it's like the Patriots didn't want to win the game. It was like the, it's like Miami kept saying, win, win, win. And the Patriots just wouldn't do anything. But you know what? Damian Harris is holding himself accountable. And that's what we want to hear. Because my boy, Henry McKenna, the Patriots wire says that Damian Harris handled the costly fumble with maturity. Here's a little excerpt from what Henry wrote. He said, as good as he played to that point, his fumble ruined New England's hopes of winnings. Had he held on, they would have had a shot at scoring a touchdown or kicking a field goal while trailing by just one point. Instead, the Dolphins got possession and chewed away the clock with the Patriots defense unable to give the offense another drive. Miami won 17-16. Quote, it's just a tough play, Harris said after the game during a press conference. Obviously, I have to do a better job holding onto the ball in critical situations like that, but it's a long season. I'm not going to let this mistake define me, so I'm just really ready to move forward. Harris finished the game with 23 carries for 100 yards. He also said, what's important to me is the fact that we didn't win the game, first and foremost. The play that happened, I'm ready to move on, Harris said. It's a tough play. It's part of the game, but I hold myself accountable. I'm going to continue to do that. New England typically keeps their running backs on a short leash after a fumble, but Harris is likely to have a major role in week two when the Patriots play the New York Jets. Getting to our third headline of the night, this is also going to be my deep dive. So let me read you this story first, and then I'll get into my deep dive. 
and we'll go deeper into it. But it's unconventional review on a frustrating day for Patriots. Mac Jones proved ready for the moment. This comes from Chad Finn of the Boston Globe. Says the Patriots should be feeling good about the big picture. Their kid quarterback is ready for this, but in the moment, in an extremely frustrating loss to a division rival and with the talented Bills losing to the Steelers, a muff chance to get a jump on the AFC East race. It's always big news when a rookie quarterback debuts. It's bigger news when he plays the way Jones did. He throws with confidence and purpose and has a strong enough arm, and his accuracy is refreshing. His best throw was a 26-yard feather to James White on a wheel route on third and 11 in the third quarter, but it was far from his most impressive throw. And look, I know, I know, it's just one game, but I don't know how you can come away from this game without an, with an iota of concern about the Patriots' quarterback situation. And I want to stop right there. And look, I want to do a little bit of a deep dive because, yeah, the loss yesterday was extremely disappointing and, let's face it, somewhat frustrating. But a day removed, we do have to look at the upside. And the upsides of yesterday's game was Mac Jones. And guys, please don't for, don't forget, go read those full articles I share with you. I'm only sharing little pieces of them. There's a lot more information in all those articles. Okay, so I'm going to get into the deep dive here. But first, I need to tell you about our partners over at Newsbreak and the work that I'm doing over there because there is always so much New England Patriots news. So make sure that you stay up to date with all the content that we are producing and make sure you don't miss anything. And if you're looking for a place to get more free Dear Pats Nation content, then make sure that you head on over to Newsbreak. Almost every single day, I post a minimum of two to three videos breaking down the latest New England Patriots news. Stay up to date with all the newest Dear Pats Nation content by going to www.newsbreak.com slash Dear Pats Nation. You can also find the link to our Newsbreak page in the profile here on ColorCast using the website link. Newsbreak is a direct supporter of Dear Pats Nation, and every time you visit our page, or download that link, it directly supports Dear Patch Nation. All right, so I want to do a deep dive on the last article that we just did for a little bit. Let's go through it again, and I'll just pipe in from time to time. So let's start with what he said first. He said, the Patriots should be feeling good about the big picture. Their kid quarterback is ready for this. And the Patriots should feel really good about what they saw out of Mac Jones last night. Things started off a little rough, but I'm going to tell you what impressed me the most. What impressed me the most was that he showed that he could put a bad play behind him and he continued to operate the Patriots offense. Even if you're one of those people who think that Josh McDaniels maybe held him down a little bit with the play calling last night, Mac James, Mac Jones, I apologize, looked solid throughout 99% of that game. Let's just continue on with the article for seconds. But in the moment, it's an extremely frustrating loss to a divisional rival. And with the talented Bills losing to the Steelers, a muff chance to get a jump on the AFC East race. And, you know, I'm going to stop there, too, because a lot of people last night kept talking about the good the good of Jones, the good of Jones. And I, I told Connor on the live show last night that I blame him for how I felt after this loss because I originally had the Patriots, even with Mac Jones or Cam Newton, winning anywhere between eight to nine games this season. But all the hype around this team, how good the defense was going to be, how revamped the offense was, all that kind of stuff. It gave me hope. And I thought, okay, we got a chance here. That loss last night was critical. And when we start getting to week 17, 18, when we're fighting for playoff seating or fighting for a playoff spot, that last that loss last night may affect us a lot more than maybe Patriot fans want to admit. 
The article continues, it's always big news when a rookie quarterback debuts. It's bigger news when he plays the way he did. He throws with confidence and purpose, had a strong arm, and his accuracy is refreshing. And again, I was just really impressed how Jones handled himself, how he was throwing the football. And I saw something this morning that was showing how Jones couldn't really move the ball down the field because the Dolphins' corners weren't letting the Patriots receivers get open. So that's why it kind of became the checkdown show last night. As for Max accuracy, man, I mean, how could, how could any Patriots fan on the planet not love what they've seen after what was just an overly frustrating season, watching Cam Newton bounce footballs across the field, missing wide open receivers. It was so great to see a quarterback actually hit a wide receiver. The article finishes off his best throw was a 26-yard feather to James White on a real route on a third and 11 in the third quarter, but it was far from his only impressive throw. I know, I know, it's just one game, but I don't know how you come away from this game with an iota of concern about the Patriots quarterback situation. And I think at this point, for those of you who have watched me for a long time, you know where I stood, and I have zero issues admitting that I was one of the people concerned that Mac Jones was a rookie. I was one of the people who were very vocal that I wanted Cam Newton to be the starter. Let me be clear, though, not because I thought Cam was the better quarterback, but it takes a while to acclimatize yourself to the NFL. I fully admit I'm wrong a lot, and I was wrong about Mac Jones. Mac Jones carried himself like an NFL quarterback, and you have to assume that he's only going to improve as this season goes on. And he's going to improve as years go on. Cam Newton had hit his ceiling. Mac Jones is still on the floor. And you can only imagine what the future is going to hold for Mac Jones. So you heard my subject on the opinion. It's now time to hear from Pat's Nation because I put out the question saying, what were your thoughts on Mac Jones' debut? And did you walk away impressed or did you walk away with some concerns? And I want to share the audience responses to the question. But first, let me take you 30 seconds to tell you why you should join the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon. For only $5 a month, we guarantee you four exclusive videos per week and all the latest New England Patriots news. Answer all of your questions, all of your comments. Every second Friday, we host a live hangout exclusive for Patreon members where you have the option to join us on the screen or watch the hangout and participate in the chat box. We also send out our daily topic, the Dear Pats Nation live stream and the Patriots News Desk for you to leave your comments and questions where they are guaranteed to be answered. So come join the Loyalty Club on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Sports. You can find our, our Patreon link in our profile here on ColorCast. And now I'm going to turn around and I'm going to look at some of the comments I got. So I put that question out to the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club. Again, if you want your comments out here, you got to join the Loyalty Club. The first comment comes from Thomas, who says, really liked his overall performance. It was one of the positive things to say after the game. He got more and more confident, resisted the pressure, and made precise passes. He also looked like a leader. After his first touchdown, he got back to the bench and immediately started looking at the tablet. The only thing that got me concerned was that rookie mistake at the beginning, but that's normal. Our franchise quarterback is here, and we'll have many good times with him. What really impressed me is how he adapted to the game. And I got to agree with Thomas, the way he adapted to the game was really impressive to me as well. And and the way he shook off that bad play, and I know I mentioned it in the deep dive, but the way he shook off that bad play was really impressive to me as well, Thomas. The way that he 
you know, you could see that sometimes a rookie makes a mistake like that. And sometimes a veteran makes a mistake like that. And you see it just linger in their minds. But Mac Jones has kind of shook it off. Next play, let's go. And he looked, and he didn't look scared to throw the football last night. So it's absolutely fantastic. Josh Mitchell said, Jones looked good. He really looks like he could be an, our answer at quarterback. I'm really concerned about the fumbles, the lack of separation of receivers got, and the penalties. Yeah. Listen, that game came down to fumbles last night. Four fumbles. I know one was Jones, but Jonu Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, and Damian Harris, all fumble football. So many unnecessary penalties. So many negated plays because of penalties. The Patriots had to settle to it for a field goal. And what should have been a first and goal from the one-yard line turned into a second and 20 from the 30 because of a stupid penalty that had nothing to do with the play. Damian Harris ran the ball to the left. The hold came on the right tackle. It killed him last night. Thank you for your comment. UK wins vibes says third down, 11 third down conversions, about half of them over nine yards. Last season, we struggled on third downs. It says a lot for a rookie quarterback to be able to show the poise in the pocket to make the throws to get first downs. I can cite his other stats, but the ones that stand out the most are the 101 quarterback rating and a 74% passing completion. Excellent outing as a rookie. I do want to add in there too. I saw today that his con- uh, his converted completion rate, I believe, was 83%. I haven't had time to look at the stats myself, unfortunately, but I did see a tweet today that I think his converted accuracy rate was 83%. So that's a, that's a it's good. That's good for a quarterback. The fact that he completed so many passes short and intermediate is great for the future, and he will learn from any mistakes that he made. In the future, I think he will be making deeper throws, so we will see the ball in the air more than we have in recent years. I'm not happy we lost, but there was positives to take away from the L, but the red zone offense has to improve, and McDaniels has to start designing new plays for the red zone ASAP. Touchdowns win games. Field goals only keep you in the game. That's all. Yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of people upset with Josh McDaniels. I didn't find his play calling that bad last night. I'm not sure why he's being picked on as much as he is. I get it. You know, he did have some pitches on second down and people want to, you know, there needs to be more of an involvement uh, in the passing game. But don't forget, Mac Jones was a rookie. He was protecting him. And I think that that's that's what he kind of had to go on. Mike N says that Jones played better than expected and I think about as good as he could have. I wish the play calling was a little less conservative, especially later in the game. My issue was more with the play calling in regards to Jones. They should have dialed up a deep shot or two for him to uh, for him to take. And I agree, and I'll get to the rest of your comment in a second. However, I was watching some film on him this morning that guys released, and the coverage was actually really good down the field by the Dolphins. I didn't give them enough credit last night, and I think because watching it on TV, we don't really see it, but when you got to see a little bit of the film that got released, the Dolphins secondary did a really good job taking away the Patriots receivers, and even when he was, then that sort of forced Mac Jones to go to checkdowns, and if you kind of watch it again, you can see that there's just nothing downfield, and that's why he would go check down to, a, to either one of the tight ends or if Jacoby Myers is coming across, but mainly James White and I think Damian Harris on a couple of throws. Mike continues, I need to vent about one small thing, Mike's useless rant. Listen, Ray's useless rant is a trademark, Mike. You can't steal that from me, but I'll give it to you this time. The people that are saying Cam would have won the game because he could have made plays with his legs, max pocket awareness and accuracy allowed him to make throws. Cam couldn't have. Listen, we knew that as soon as there was any controversy in New England, We knew that the Cam Newton supporters were going to come out in waves. Let them have their moment. Let them have their day. 
it is what it is at this point. I'm I'm sick of talking about Cam Newton. He is no longer a story in New England. He's gone. He's done. We're in the Mac Jones era. I, I saw the Twitter stuff. I, I saw the people. I saw it, Mike. I'm not blind to it. I'm just ignoring it. Ignore the noise and move on. Let's do it the Patriots way. Thank you very much, Mike, for your comment. Alex says, Mac Jones played very well. I would say the best rookie quarterback out of all who played this week. I am concerned with the fumbles and penalties from the Dolphins game. There's no need to have that many penalties and fumbles. If we didn't, we would have won the game. I'm most impressed with Mac Jones and Nelson Aguilar. They both played way better than I thought they would. Yeah, shout out to Nelson Aguilar, by the way. Like, Nelson Aguilar impressed me the most because there was a lot of people on this team who, or a lot of people in this fan base, I should say, and the media who thought that A, Belichick overpaid for him, and B, they were concerned about his reliability. They talked about him being Butterfingers. Or are we going to get the Nelson Aguilar from Philadelphia? Or are we going to get the Nelson Aguilar from Las Vegas? And Aguilar came out, what, five catches last night, seven attempts? Caught everything that hit him in the hands. Like he looked better than Cole Beasley. So, yeah, no, Nelson Aguilar uh, balled out yesterday. I was really impressed with Nelson. Thank you very much for your comment, Alex. And Matt is the last comment here. He says, one of the... Really things I noticed even in the preseason is that Mac Jones needs to work on his red zone offense. He's an excellent passer. His passing completion is top notch and his quarterback race race quarterback rating. It's usually 100 plus, but he's very accurate with the ball and he doesn't turn it over, but he needs to work on the red zone scoring. I'm sure this can be worked on with very, he's still very young and still just learning the playbook. Now from the Dolphins game, a lot of what happened yesterday were offensive penalties and turnovers. That's what lost us the game yesterday. The defense couldn't get it together. They had a lot of playing time together in the preseason games, but towards the second half, the Dolphins game, they were playing together better. Always remember our first three games are like our preseason games. Every year, Bill doesn't play with veterans very much. And thank you, Matt, for your comment. That was our final comment. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the red zone stuff, I think that you just got to kind of trust what Mac Jones, that, that the process here, I think is really the big thing. And I think you got to trust that process because Mac Jones is a rookie and there's only so much that he can take in at one time. And the Patriots game plan was clear yesterday, right? It was just run the football. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Run the football, run the football, run the football. And they did a, they, you know, they did a, they did a super solid job and there's nothing that, you know, I, I I get what you're saying. Give it time. Give it time. All right, guys. It's always great to hear from the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club. If you want your chance to weigh on a different Patriots t- uh, topics on all of our podcasts and live show, make sure you check out the Loyalty Club on Patreon. And I got one more plug for you guys, and I promise the plugs are done. But again, right? If you enjoy the Patriots News Desk, if you're looking for more Patriots content, it's a little bit of a more relaxed atmosphere. Check out the Dear Pats Nation live show on YouTube where my boy Connor and I talk about the Patriots and we get into whatever kind of shenanigans our viewers get us into. It is a 100% fan-driven show. You ask the questions. We look for the fun. So make sure you come check out the Dear Pats Nation live show every Sunday through Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the link. Uh, to our YouTube channel in our profile here on ColorCast. Uh, look, articles and opinions are important, but be you know, I want to share some tweets 
that came from some of the people who closely cover the Patriots and get their perspectives on what's going on around Pat's nation. And then I'd like to give my responses to their tweets as well. Uh, in a, this brand new session that I like to call Patriots in social media. So this was a thread that I got suckered into reading, but I picked out three of them. Evan Lazar, sweetheart of a guy, as you all know. I'm a big fan of Evan. I think he's one of the best uh, Patriots, one of the best Patriots writers in the business, said the Patriots pass defense was really got beat on slants and flats. Hate to see it. Mark Daniels replied, I get that you'll that you'll allow completions on a high percentage of those throws, but I felt like their tackling was poor. Uh, on plays like that. And then Evan Lazar said, yep, over half of Miami's passing yards came on Yak, 106. Probably a result of linebackers being held inside by the run action off the RPO and the CBs bailing and playing off. I, I don't want to be this guy, but the defense is really concerning me. Like, you have to remember that when we went into week one, believing that this defense was going to be the biggest area of strength for New England. Uh to the point that I was actually offended when somebody called it questionable last week. You know, however, watching the game last night, it left me with a lot of questions, especially around how easy Miami moved the football after the Harris fumble. And I get they only let up 17 points, but what happens when they play teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Dallas Cowboys who can run and pass? It's, it, it's scary to think about. I'm going to stick with Evan Lazar again because he wrote, I feel bad for the shots on the play calling and offense on the whole. The downfield coverage by the Dolphins was good and the short stuff was there, which is why Mac took it. But the conservative calls on second down really irked me. Mac was rolling. Let him go. Evan followed up and said, like, you're down 17 to 13 in the fourth quarter. It's second and 17 from the high red zone. That's the perfect time to take a shot at the end zone. Instead, you go crack toss left for three yards. Incomplete field goal. Right, Can't get the three points either way. This is where I feel we have to accept that the Patriots were starting a rookie quarterback playing his first game in the NFL last night. Yes, Mac had good control of the offense, but he still needs to be protected. Second and 17 is putting the Patriots in obvious pass situation, and that's when you open up the door for the defense to send the house, and those sort of worst results can happen. I expect McDaniels to get more aggressive as the season moves forward. The last thing to remember is nobody had seen Mac Jones play football in the NFL in an NFL regular season game. That includes McDaniels and Bill Belichick. They now have tape and they'll be able to adjust necess uh, to adjust necessarily. And the last tweet here comes from Matt Chatham, who says, not the biggest story of the day, obviously, but Nick Folk quietly kicked very well, four for four on all tries. Uh, that's very important with the style New England appears destined to play. Nine negative plays on D, seven tackles for loss, two sacks, good run game and efficient passing must be paired with strong specialist works. And yeah, guys, the kicking situation in New England is strange is a strange one because like it feels like, at least to me, that the Patriots really want Quinn Nordine to succeed, and that's why they kept them on the 53-man roster. I believe that they were probably worried that if they cut him, somebody else would just grab him and they had no chance to develop him. But there's this lack of trust, right? We're seeing it. There's this lack of trust amongst the Patriots in Nordine. And there's a lack of trust amongst his accuracy. You know, we heard he had horrible practices this week. And maybe Belichick thought Nordine's the future, but 
I don't know. I have to wonder if it's just time to cut our losses and try again at the kicking position next season. That's just me. Maybe I'm off base. I don't know. But that's just where I'm getting at right now. And it's just almost about time to wrap this up. Man, this half an hour flies by. You know, there's a lot for Bill Belichick to unpack this week. If you're a New England Patriots fan, you probably feel a little bit like me today. Heartbroken, gutted, frustrated, really just not happy with the results of last night. We saw the Patriots take too many penalties. They took eight in total. I don't think it's unfair to say that they were all unnecessary. Mac Jones was very impressive in his NFL debut, and that stat line of 29 completions for 281 yards plus a touchdown could have been even greater. You know, if some of those massive plays weren't negated by bad penalties. The Patriots' defense had some questionable moments. They're still continuing to struggle to stop the run, which actually comes as a bit of surprise considering that we were all led to believe that the Patriots had addressed that in the offseason. We saw the pass rush do some damage, but I think a lot of us, myself included, thought there would have been more. And at the end of the day, at the end of the game, even, when it really mattered the most, the Patriots weren't able to make the stop. They weren't able to stop Miami and the Dolphins were able to run out the clock. And that's just not typical for a Patriots defense. Ball protection was a huge issue during the game. Now, before the game, if I was going to say ball protection was a problem, you'd probably expect it to be Mac Jones. But really, despite the mistake on the opening drive, the fumbles came from the running backs and the tight ends. Right, That included a Damian Harris fumble inside the 10-yard line with just over three and a half minutes left in the game. And outside of losing the fumble, it's a concern that three of the four fumbles came from the three players, Jonu Smith, Ramondre Stevenson, and Damian Harris, who are considered to be one of the most three influential pieces on this team. Now, there's a lot of positive things for the Patriots to build upon on the next game, and I don't think there's any reason for people to completely count the Patriots out of the 2021 season. But with opponents like New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Dallas coming over the next five weeks. The Patriots missed a prime opportunity to score a victory over an AFC East division rival on a day that the division's favorites lost. Losing week one isn't the end of the world. But when we start getting closer to the end of the season, I hope that this loss doesn't have a huge impact on whether or not the Patriots make the playoffs. Because that's what would be heartbreaking. All right, Pats Nation, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget to check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club on Patreon for only $5 a month to get exclusive videos, live streams, play-by-play. You get to take part in all of our live shows, so check out the Patreon Club. Make sure you download the Newsbreak app and stay up to date with all of the Dear Pats Nation content. We release a minimum of two short videos a day covering the latest and newest New England Patriots news, so come check us out on Newsbreak. Newsbreak is a direct supporter of Dear Pats Nation. If you came late for the 7 p.m. start, 
Don't worry about it. Make sure you're here on time tomorrow uh, for the Patriots News Desk, exclusively live on ColorCast and Patreon. If you want to download the podcast version of the show, it will be available at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you get your podcast. Just search up Dear Pats Nation. You can also find the audio of this show tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time uh, when we stream a replay on our YouTube page. Speaking of YouTube, don't miss the Dear Pats Nation live show hosted by Connor and myself for our fan-driven live show tonight. It's a Patriots. It's f- made by Patriots fans for Patriots fans, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to the Patriots News Desk live on ColorCast. Don't forget that you can find me here Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find me here on the mic on every Patriots game this season as I do play-by-play and analysis for the Patriots games this season. That's all I have to plug for now. So until next time, thank you for tuning into the Patriots News Desk. Take care. You're welcome. See ya. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.